Hello, it is Wednesday, July 27th, approximately 5 p.m., and you are listening to podcast Welcome to the Shit Show with Macy and Sarah. She's here. I'm here. I could almost didn't even recognize her. She's sitting right next to me. Wow. wow. I threw the whole tree. The whole tree. Um, all the shade. All the shade. Um, last time we did an episode it was uh fiona was subbing for aunt sarah mm-hmm. um sarah feel a certain kind of way about it so we're gonna throw that one out um yeah, she could do it she could do it she uh-huh. could take my place i don't no one could take your place not in your heart <laughs> <laughs> number one in your field and number one in your heart you have to have a heart first <laughs> you're damn right and the grinch but smaller um <laughs> Wow, that was also some shade. Um, <laughs> I love you. Yeah, so we were getting ready to leave for Boston last time we talked. And so oh, yeah. today's how-to episode is how to survive shit show on the road. Uh, Sarah and I could tell you a thousand stories from falling twice in New York City trying to get to the French show, having random guys picking me up <laughs> off the street. Looking like a hobo. It's pretty terrible. While it was snowing. Oh, while it was snowing. While it was snowing. Of course, it had to start snowing as soon as we fell. Yeah. Because that's just God's way of saying, sorry, guys, you're not coming. <laughs> it's not happening for you. Um, but, yeah, so we took our little trip to Boston. And, um, guys, with all the terrible stuff going on with airlines, like, I still had a little bit of hope. I had a little bit of hope because I always hold out for Delta. Delta is where it's at. Like, if you got to fly, those people are top notch. Love it, love it, love it. However, we now have a new level of stupidity. On a direct flight from New Orleans to Boston, um, I get there and my chair is mangled. I When I say mangled, it's like, should I sit in that? Is that safe? They keep trying to put me in the chair and I'm saying, sir... <laughs> You see, you're, I'm a lawyer, and you're about to have a lawsuit on your hands because the moment you put me in that chair, it's going to flip. I'm going to hit the floor. The see, front was, tire wasn't even touching the ground. Yeah, 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 yeah. But And, and you try and tell them you're quadriplegic. They look at you like a deer in hell eyes, and you have to go, oh, I'm sorry, I'm paralyzed. But then you got to tell them, I'm paralyzed from the neck down. Like, we got to do a better job, people. Like, and, and I say this from a person who used to be a biped. I, too, did not pay attention to the wheelchair community the way that I should have. And I now understand, you know, the failures of my thought process and my ways. But the way that people uh, perceive you in stressful situations like that actually adds to your level of anxiety. So, for instance, in that moment... They're trying to transfer me in front of a large group of people into a situation that's already very uncomfortable because my $20,000 wheelchair that is less than a year old is now mangled because somebody's son decided to be silly with his friend on the ground and throw my wheelchair out of a plane. So, you know, my wheelchair is made out of titanium. You know, like it would have to hit it just the right angle at such the amount of force that somebody with a physics degree could probably tell you more than I, but at the same time, velocity, speed, etc. A moving object made of titanium. What do you get? Either what? You crushed it with something or you crushed crushed it onto something. 
So that is, you know, a, a greater amount of negligence and disregard for a human being's life and legs as I, I, I could possibly imagine. And it's not my first rodeo with the airlines mangling chairs, you know. So, like I said, we have to do better as a society of thinking about how does this affect the person that I am trying to serve. I guarantee you I don't go to into any case going, how can I ruin my client's life and, and make a ton of money? That sounds like a good job. By the way, it's probably going to give me plenty of referrals. That's What happens with these airlines now is people are terrified to do anything um, that could cause them to be stuck. Like I, I could have been stuck in Boston with no way to get back. And just so you were clear, I can't use an ambulatory chair. An ambulatory chair is something that is fit for all persons for a short period of time. It's a one size fits all. A quadriplegic cannot do that. We don't have that type of strength from the chest down. So we have we are holding, you know, 90% of our body with 10% of our weight. It, it, to give you some understanding of like when you see me doing these exercises and these crazy things, recognize that that's not normal. You know, none of this is normal, but again, you should not expect everyone to be like me. And when you see them out, yes, you want everyone to be treated equally, but at the same time, recognizing in those sensitive moments, sometimes it's better to either stand by, look away, offer help or assistance where you think it's needed, but to always be human. And remember that that person is having a weak moment. Um, but anyway, fast forward to uh, we get to the hotel and... Sarah will tell you that we got a phone call that morning from the hotel before we flew out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, remember that, Sarah? What happened? Well, first off, you know, Macy's doctor refuses to tell her that she needs to come till maybe five days before, if, if that much notice. So, Macy calls the hotel, the only hotel that we can really stay at, because um, it's the most handicap accessible. Uh, she calls, and they only have one handicap room available. So Macy's like, okay, let me book it. Wait, hold on. Does it have a roll-in shower? Yes. Okay, does it actually have a roll-in shower? Yes. Macy asked the question three times at least. They confirm, yes, it does have the roll-in shower. But ma'am, it's going to be $1,000 for one night. <laughs> because That's it's the last room and it is a suite. And she's like, well, I don't have a choice. So please book that because I need the roll-in shower. Once again, reiterates the roll-in shower. <laughs> the day before... Or the morning of. I think it was the morning of. It was the of. morning of. The morning of, Macy's phone goes off as we're getting ready, and she answers. And it's the guy that she booked the reservation with. He's like, Miss Lede, did you call back and cancel your reservation or request a different room? She's like, no, considering you told me there was only one room left, and it was the only one with the roll-in shower that I need. And he's like, are you sure? Yes, positive, positive. And I even went so far to say, do you think I'd pay $1,000 for a roll-in shower if I wasn't serious? She's like, so, you know, what's going on? And he's like, well, somebody changed your room. <laughs> this one does not have a roll-in shower. And, I, and so I told him, I said, here's what I'm going to tell you. Um, I suggest you figure it out by the time I get to Boston. I said, are we clear? And that's literally the conversation I had with him because, again... How frivolous is it to have to pay a thousand dollars to get a roll-in shower? A shower for which it costs you more money to build the ledge 
to keep the water in. It's actually cheaper just to make them all roll in showers for my same reasoning that if it's five steps or less, it can be a ramp. It doesn't even need to be stairs. Because if you can climb stairs up five times, you can climb a ramp a lot easier. Now, I understand the higher you get, the harder it gets in the slope and the weight of the person and all of those things, taking into the physicalities of the situation. I get it, okay? But five steps or less, I'm, I'm a, oh, Sarah, there is a wall, so I'm just going to love you from afar. Oh, my goodness. I am not playing okay. with him. Oh, he's coming by his man. Sarah, where is he? Follow get the spray. Get the spray. <laughs> I'm going in. <laughs> Leave the girl in the middle chair. <laughs> Y'all, it ain't called the shit show for nothing. <laughs> Jasper's gonna get on you. Hold on, hold on, everybody hold tight, hold tight. Get him, Sarah, get him. Sarah, harder. <laughs> Wait, get away. <laughs> Sarah, 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 you can't make this shit no. up. Sarah, Sarah, I'm dying laughing right now. So uh-uh. All right. I forgot where we were. But I'm, I'm going to go wash his hands now. That's the thing. So you keep going on. So we're air uh, room. That's where we were. We were so, also, we didn't get to the hotel until what time? Oh. Oh. Let let me tell you more about the airline. So we're, we're, we're now going back a little ways to whenever we arrived in Boston. And the um, the man that was harassing me at the gate had been called off probably five or six times before he, you know, evacuated the area. And then when they finally got me up the the ramp towards the main loading area, um, where, you know, everybody scans their tickets to go down the deck. Well, so they get me up to the top. He's waiting there. He's staring me down, which adds insult to injury because, again, remind you, now I am in panic mode. How am I supposed to get around? I have to have this procedure in the morning. This is super stressful. It's a high turnaround. If you're a paralyzed person with altitude issues, if you have autonomic dysreflexia, anything like that, then you already know that flying is extremely painful. It's, it's, you know, it's a luxury that I used to really, really, really enjoy. And now it's something I dread with every fiber of my being because you know what? The whole way there on the three and a half hour flight, I watched TV, I was fine. I took a nap, there was no problem, no problem. A direct flight but the direct flight home from the last time with the kids I was in shock passed out crying flight attendants called etc so again you're not getting the same me each time the way back it was a broken up flight between Boston and Atlanta which I was like okay this will work because then it'll give my body a rest no I had it on both flights it was terrible I was soaking wet I was freezing cold you know again everybody was especially that last leg of the flight from atlanta to mississippi i can't say enough about them they were hysterical they were um understanding but so we get to boston we get to boston logan airport all of this is happening at the bridge um guys staring me down concierge comes and instead of taking me to a private area they then proceed to asked me again if they can move me into a more com like and very loudly very loudly move me into a more comfortable seat and do I want to talk about what happened down there and there are all of these people and I'm talking hundreds of people just 
just standing around staring at us. And I had to look at him and go, sir, don't you think that it would be more appropriate to have this conversation in a private area? This is extremely inappropriate. And I had to say that to defend myself in front of these people because, okay, again, embarrassing enough that your chair is broken, embarrassing enough that you're all disheveled because you've been transferred three times. You haven't had the ability to get fixed because you've been stalked by somebody who is supposed to be helpful, but instead makes you feel like an invalid, which is the farthest thing from what I am. And you go you go through all of these motions to get to the point where the concierge, who is the person who's supposed to make everything better, actually made it worse. Um, but from the time that we landed until the time we got to the hotel was almost three and a half hours. We landed early. We were supposed to land at 5.45, we landed at 5.15. We got to the hotel at 8.30 at night. 8.30 at night. I mean, we're talking about um, two and a half hours to make a claim. We had to take a special bus. The yep. bus was broken. The bus was broken, Sarah. Do you remember that? Oh, I forgot about that. I knew the there was one more thing. Oh, yeah. No, the bus was broken. The handicap accessible ramp to get me onto the bus was broken. So the nice young gentleman with, you know... Uh, light in his eyes and all of his future ahead of him uh, looks at us and goes well do I, don't, I don't know what do you want me to do about it it's like grab the okay, top so, of the chair yeah, grab the front yeah. of the chair grab so the then back. we we get on to the thing and, and and the nice man with the glasses that looks like one of the characters from <laughs> Alice in Wonderland uh, sitting on the left side of the bus in the quote-unquote handicap accessible area was looking at me like I'm about to take his special spot and guys, you can't make this shit up because they are trying to put me sideways into something that's supposed to be a parallel and not an adjacent. I had to tell them. So for our geometry geniuses, <laughs> this man didn't cut the mustard. Okay? He didn't cut it. Um, so as they're trying to turn me, they finally have to look at him and go, Sir, would you mind moving to the other area? And he picks up his newspaper in jest. He looks at us, he huffs, and he walks away. But the nice little country couple across from us, they wanted to help at every juncture. And if you're listening to this, we appreciate you. However, we know what we're talking about, even though the bus driver didn't when he tried to strap me in and goes, oh, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. So the country gentleman across from me goes, sorry, you need to twist it. Sarah's saying, sorry, you need to twist it. I'm trying to say I need to twist it, but I'm about to pass out from being, again, thrown around, disheveled, and now... Uh, bumped up onto a bus that is broken to only be strapped in by a guy who has no life experience. So, yeah, so we're going to die. It is very possible. It, oh, I know, Landon. It's a cracker. Quacker. Uh, Say peach. Say peach. So, again, we get to the, uh, the rent-a-car kiosk where they proceed to discriminate against me because I'm a quadriplegic. So we always have to transfer it into Sarah's name. And then they discriminate on us as a, as a quote-unquote we express ourselves as life partners and we can be on each other's credit cards they don't understand that because apparently if you're from louisiana you don't get a pass you don't get a pass they want the rents if they want a credit card the name of whoever's driving but if, although if, like what if my boo mama decided not to take my name because she didn't want to be affiliated with somebody <laughs> who's going to prison jesus Right? But it worked out this time. We were able to use your credit card. Uh, she was able to use her charm and talk about the Lion King. No, it's Jurassic Park. <laughs> Whatever it is. <laughs> I was out on the way back. Sarah wooing people since 1993. Three. 
It's your birthday, Sarah. February 1st, girl. Uh-huh. Because if you're not first, you're last. You're last. That's correct. Okay, Rick the Bobby. All right. Kobe, if you're listening, shout out, shout out. Um, Speaking of boot things. Expert things. Expert things. Expert things. Um, all right. So, we, uh, we get to the Harvard Gardens across the street, which I, I promised my girl that we would be having her favorites, her club sandwiches, my truffle fries. She needed some spicy margarita shit. It did not come out oh, any way, oh, shape, so or form. Gross. I drank it because I felt obligated. So. We had it the time before, and it was so good. It was after your surgery. We went over there, and it was really, really good. This time, yeah, to know me is to love me. I left straight from surgery and went to the bar. It was so sweet. We couldn't even. Well, Macy drank ours. Go figure. But it was just, you know, it waste not, want not. Didn't your mother <laughs> teach you properly? Um, we ate some chicken wings. Oh my god, I did try the chicken wings mm-hmm. that time. I have never tried the chicken wings, and Sarah got me to try them. Um, what happened after that? You got your rods removed. Oh, no. So, the next morning, we get up. Oh, no. We went to the bar and had a drink. A drink or two. Macy was almost throwing up on side of the bed. I'm not talking to you right she now. Said, she embarrassing, said, Sarah, Mom, embarrassing. Sarah, 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 Sarah. She said... Just leave me right here. She's on the side of the bed about to roll off. Just leave me right here. I'm like, Macy, no. No. No, no. She said, okay. I can move in five minutes. Five minutes goes by. Five minutes. It's already 1 a.m. We have to get up at 5. I was like, Macy, I'm going to turn you over and we're going to go to sleep. She's like, I might throw up on you. I'm like, I'll take the risk. <laughs> she finally went to sleep. Woke up the next morning. I don't know why I feel so bad. I was like, me either, girl. Me either, girl. But she rallied. She rallied. I did. Puke and rally. Um, so we we were only 15 minutes late to the doctor. And the doctor was an additional 15 minutes late seeing us. So truthfully, it was a net. Right, Sarah? Hmm? I'm sorry. Is there something interesting, Miss Fonkabota, on your phone that you're not paying attention to the yeah. class? What happened? Uh, you know, emails. Are you working on the job? I am. I am. Y'all, we got so many jobs, we can't even pay attention. Um, Yeah, so made it to the doctor. I can't tell you guys about these two and a half inch rods, like Ms. Fonkenberg can, but here's what I will tell you. They were in the middle of of the palm of my hand on the top side. All the way down, my index finger and my middle finger. That was what would straighten them out while the tendons would heal. If you read about my nerve transfers, then you know that there's always the additional option to go back and do the tendon transfer to get more strength out of the thumb and the, and the four fingers. Well, I decided to do that, and so these rods had been in my hands for almost four weeks. But four weeks is the cutoff. If you don't take it out by the fourth week, you run the risk that it gets tied in there and it, it would have to be surgically removed. So we were really cutting it close because uh, this past Monday would have been four weeks and we just went um, last Thursday mm-hmm. to have them out. So we were right at the three and a half week mark. When we get there, the first one, looks it looks good. Just a little bit of infection at the surface where it's yeah. looking like a foreign object trying to push itself out. And I could feel when he was pulling, I could feel it grinding, which was weird to me because... You know, I never really had a lot of sensation in my fingers. 
you know, like my thumbs, fair, like I could feel those probably the most consistently, but every other finger was very sporadic. So when he started to pull it out and it started to grind and I felt it, I looked at him in shock and he tells me, look away. So I look away, but then I look at Sarah and Sarah is turning red in the face. Sarah, what did you see? Uh, it just, he pulled it out so quick. I was expecting like a little tiny rod. No, this was insane. It just came flying out of her hand and she didn't even flinch. She didn't even flinch. I felt it. Like, cause what I've learned is if something is intention, it needs a, a force, a force object to push against, to go in, yeah. in the opposite direction. So the, the, if I was to keep moving away from it, he was gonna have to keep grinding in to pull out. Yeah. If I keep my hand in tension, then he can he can pull with all his might, and that's why it reverberated the way it did. It actually had a spring effect when it came out. It it like like if, if there was a spring that you had bound up really really tight and let it go, that's that's the equivalent of what. It, it felt like, but it also, like, you can look at my doctor's face and he was kind of feeling the same way. Second one came out with very little fuss, um, probably the lesser of the two. But what that means now is that I'm in the, the healing phases of the process. All of my stitches have finally fallen out as of two days ago. Um, I just got over a terrible, 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 terrible bladder infection which incapacitated me for two days and really set back my progress. But for some reason, my coach and my coach Sarah both saw a lot of growth even in those two days that I wasn't at my best. So I do feel like my body is responding in ways that even I can't comprehend yeah. right now. Um, and I'm really looking forward to finalizing these surgeries this year like really being done with this phase of my life because after this there's not a lot they can do for me physically uh, as far as being able to get that strength everything else is going to be on me so the goal within these first couple of years was to really put myself in the best position to be able to push through what my you know my what's the word I'm looking for no like just pushing through the the things that I'm I'm not so good at anymore you know like my blood pressure issues like doing an extra minute or two when yeah. I'm not when I'm not feeling at my best but that's the moment that I really need to do it because that's gonna let me know if it's a mental thing or a physical thing am I mentally drained or am I physically drained because if mentally I can overcome it and physically my body responds and I already know where that, where that came from. A lot of people, um, when they message me, ask, what is your motivation? What are the things that you would do um, to, you know, to get where you are right now? Like, I have a family member who is hurting. They were just injured, etc. Like, I, I see you, and it reminds me that, you know, there's more. Can you tell me what this means for my brother or my sister? Um, guys, what it means is... I could tell you what I wish somebody would have told me is get up. Get up as fast as you can, as often as you can. Move. Move when it hurts. Move yeah. when it doesn't hurt. 
if you can bear it, do it. Because what I've been able to do in two weeks is more than I've been able to do in two and a half years for the simple, simple magic that Sarah and I got up. Sarah showed up every day and I showed up every day and we did the impossible, which is getting the fuck up. Like, and, and who would have thought that that was the concept that we needed to get behind? Not like we're waiting for the cure or we're waiting for the doctor to call back or we're waiting for physical therapy to open up on a day and a time that's available for us, that they're going to let me do physical therapy instead of occupational therapy. Oh, I need to buy a $7,000 walking machine because if not, I'm going to be stuck on the couch. Like these are the things that we have to think about. If you want to help your person, get them up, yep. stand them up, do whatever you have to do, research. If you don't understand research, reach out. One liner, Macy, please send me the name of the person helping you. That's it. Now, you know, I have 17 jobs. So I, I, even today I had four messages for which I was telling people, I appreciate you reaching out. I want to help you. I want to be able to give you the attention it deserves. Please allow me some time to, you know, respond. I need to get to my downtime period. Like but you have to say these things at this point. Because if not, then people get offended, etc. It's, you know, it's a lot of different things. But I, I want you to know that if you want help, there's help. If you want more, there's more. You have to want more. And the people around you have to want more for you. That, that might be the more critical thing. Because I think some of you are going to be like, oh, well, that's nice for you to say. Considering that, you know, you have all of these loving, affectionate people around you. Um, ladies and gentlemen, let me uh, introduce you to all of the love and affection sitting to my left. Her name is Sarah. Uh, don't get your hopes up. Them people ain't showing up. Love you mean it. Um, look, because we all got our own crosses to bear. Uh, Sarah comes here because she wants to. She's not paid to. She doesn't have to. She could have enough of my shit one day, walk the fuck out the door. And she has every reason to do so. She doesn't, which makes her better than 172% of you because in today's society she is 0.000000001% of the population you're not even in the same room as her she shows up to do the hard shit on the days when I'm too hard to love when you can't have a conversation with me when you think all hope is gone, when I want to fall off the wagon, she's, look, it doesn't matter how I'm showing up, and I guarantee you, I bet that Sarah's in the car on the way here, every day going, man, I wonder what kind of mood she's in. Am I wrong, Sarah? No, I do wonder. <laughs> I try to gauge it by your text, I'm like, damn it, I can't tell. Yeah. But there's some days you're perky, I'm like, man, I'm excited. <laughs> yes, okay, so there, I, so I was right. I was right in my assumption. I bet that she wanted. When I get those one word answers, I'm like, oh shit! Somebody don't piss her off. If I wake up to your bullshit, Sarah already knows where she gets here. So just remember that when you bullshit me, you bullshit her. Don't do it. Don't do it, please. Um, but yeah, so I, 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 man, wow, that is impressive information. (laughs) I just had a hunch. I'm so like, good morning, morning. (laughs) <laughs> I was like, okay, here we go. That's that breakup <laughs> text. Dude, y'all, I deserve to be shot. That's not an invitation, but if you are going to do it, I'm at 300 Monsanto. Um, try and do it after hours, please. 
Hey, Landon, it's your birthday. Landon shows up. Too. Hey, Landon shows up. He always shows up. Met my good girl. Yeah, today we get out the car, we pull up. He knows we're at Mace's house when we pull up. Um, we pull up in the driveway, and he goes, "Met my good girl." And absolutely not, Mamie is opposite of good girl. But thank you, son. Thank you, son. Yeah, no, no. Making Bob proud. <laughs> no, and, and look, he's running up and down. I'll go, Mamie, Mamie. I'm going, what, Landon? Good, good girl. girl. <laughs> it's like morning motivation. Mamie is yeah, a good girl. He's looking for sissies, blowing kisses and bubbles and pirate. I yeah. just all the things. So but sweet. The house, the house in the mornings, like when they get here, it's very, very lively to me. <laughs> and I love that. I love that. Like, I normally don't like loud noises, but I don't mind it when it comes from the people I care about. Hey, Fee. Can we get Pizza Hut pizza for now? <laughs> and this is Fee. Typical Fee. Fiona, say out of the podcast. Hi. Fiona's food Fee. groups consist of chicken wings, pizza, more pizza, cinnamon toast crunch. One, one bout of lettuce. Yes. Usually tells us that she'd prefer no salad and more pizza. So... It's been two days. She she deserves the pizza. That's not true. She just had Mariana's two days ago. Oh, dang. Fee, uh-huh. I'm trying to help you out, girl. Exactly. Sarah literally just said it's been two days. You you got to listen to, like, 90s music. I think it would inspire you. Go Google Oasis. No. And go Google Flip a Stick. No. The teenager. I want pizza. What? I, I'm on a podcast, man. Hi, podcast. Do, do y'all know where the best Pizza Hut pizza is? And if not, um, just text my mom where Pizza Hut <laughs> is. Fiona, tell, tell everybody where you went today. Uh, I went to the nail salon. And what'd you do? And I got my nails done. What else do you do then? Bonded with your mother. Oh, yeah, I did. And I did his hair's hair. It was Aunt Sarah, yeah. your hair yeah. never looked better. It just looked so great. And Fee just did not get black nail polish, which is, honestly, that's the highlight of Macy's week right Because I actually said, I said, we're going and you can get all the black nails. She goes, I'm actually thinking about getting some color. I was like, that's not my child. Look, oh, but don't worry. Next time we're like, getting black. You're like, no, you're like Wednesday from the Adams yeah. Family meets Lindsay Lohan and, and Mean Girls. It's like, it's somewhere in between. Mm-hmm. Like, you want to fit in, but, like, you really want to burn the bitch down. <laughs> yeah, you. that is a good description. <laughs> see what I'm saying? Yeah. She's like emo, but not. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm really in touch with my aura and, like, my spirits and shit. But, like, can we go to the Hot Topic? Yes, loves Hot Topic. But then and, loves, and, like, the stories and with, Kobe, like, the And Colby, if you're listening, I stuff. told you you take her back to Hot Topic before she's 13. I'm a Hot Topic, your ass. <laughs> Coming home with $70 crop tops. I'll lose my shit. <laughs> That's funny. Raising our children in this world is funny. Not gonna lie, I just did that to piss you off. Oh, hey, wow. <laughs> hey, Sarah. Truth, it hurts. Have a girl, they said. <laughs> and you're gonna have one because you just said truth. that. Every time you do that, the Lord provides. My mom's been praying I have a girl. My mom will pray. Look what happened. Oh, I got she Fiona. better pray she don't have me. Fiona, I hope they have seven of you. Maybe I'll, maybe this one will be born on your birthday. I mean, if we're lucky. I will kill them. Oh, what are you, know. Solomon Gomorrah? <laughs> Just so y'all know, Landon oh, was born on April 5th, but his due date 
was Fiona's birthday. Uh, I was going to be induced, and the baby was going to be born on Fiona's birthday. And, and since it was a boy, uh, I came so cool. almost in tears and told Macy because Fiona is so extra. I just knew it was not going to be okay because she's already told us that she's tired of sharing her birthday with her brother. And what? Okay, Colin. Because it's not his real birthday. Colin is autistic. Colin celebrates Autism World Awareness Day on August. I mean, I'm sorry, on April the 2nd. The first year we put the blue lights on the porch with the blue ribbons and uh, did our dedication. And Colin was so involved. And Fiona, if, I, I wish I could post a picture of Fiona. See, it's her and him on the front porch her eyes are facing the ceiling and Colin is lit up like the 4th of July. It, it The contrast is like, it's dumbfounding. It's like, oh my God, Colin in his element really supporting his life. Fiona going, this is my life. My brother is the bane of my existence. Why do I have to be here? You can just see it in their faces. And you, and you would think that she's just pissed off because she had to take a picture. No, she was equally as pissed off because all of these years, Colin has had a birthday, and he's had two birthdays and six birth. Well, and that is true. I gave Colin a six-month birthday, a one-year birthday, and his parties were like elaborate, with like clowns and snow cones and you know pools and lifeguards and, and bouncy houses and trains and goats and. And by the way, goats are it's standard. I'm not going to tangent on goats, but just so we're clear, Sarah, if you don't have goats at your party, it's not a party. Somebody got to be eating something. Macy was supposed to get goats or Christmas. I'm looking around, I really don't see any goats. Oh, we saw some shit on the ground this morning. It reminded me of you, and you know who we're talking about. So I hope you're listening. Piece of you know what. Sarah Elizabeth Fonkaberta Welsh Ladavis. Tell me I'm lying. If I'm lying, I'm crying. And I'm not crying. It, it, it's not even it's not even like that. It's not even like that. I can't actually I can't smooth that over. No. It is what it is. It is what it is. Like that, that's that's another story for another day. That's like a three-part series. Well, I, I want to do a, a how to get over someone that you were with pre-injury in order to love yourself post-injury. Uh, it's something I think about often because I don't know if you know uh, any type of Freudian psychology, but it has to do with repetition and conditioning the brain. And so when we talk about like Stockholm syndrome, or we talk about Pavlov's dog, we're talking about a repetitious cycle of behavior, which conditions the brain to believe that it is true and accurate and necessary for a survival mechanism, if you will. And so in this particular instance, it's, well, because of this, I can't do that. Or because of this is where we, where we are. Like it was never like, we are here because I did this and this is you and this is us or, or whatever. It was always how do I remind her like our little things like making extra grunts when you pick pick the girl up to make her feel like she's gained weight. Um, come to find out I'd lost like 10 pounds because I had gone into like this depression of feeling like I was getting too big. And how sad is that? And like, what kind of example is that for anybody? If the 105 pound person can pick you up without a problem, then a grown ass man should be able to. But it, it like, yeah, 
Well, you know, it's all those things. And like, well, I want to go and do this. True story. I want to go and do it too. I do. We all want to go and we want to do. But the thing is, you know, I have people that call me whenever it's like, well, I need to do this or I need this personal you know, favor from you, or I need you to do this for me, and all of that's good, and you should never, ever, ever offer to do anything for someone to get something in return, because you will be let down every single time, every single time, every single time. However, in these particular instances, what I would state is, it was more of a, how do I make her feel more guilty for holding me back? from doing the things that we used to love, knowing that it's a, it's, it's a double negative for her because not only does she have to miss out on the opportunity to you know, develop our relationship further and be together and be a family, but she also has to be reminded of the fact that she can't be here because she is no longer who she used to be. So it, it really hit me in the stomach in ways that I don't even think he comprehended. He thought that I was being selfish. And the truth is, I was being the most selfless thing because I was trying to sit at home and swallow no, the things that I was feeling so that he wouldn't feel like he couldn't go and do what he wanted to do. But at the same time, knowing that I couldn't be there in situations that already made me feel uncomfortable. And nothing was ever done to make me feel more comfortable about not being a part of the process. So... And those things, the first thing you want to do is you want to blame yourself because, well, you know, I don't know what it's like to be in their position. I do still want them to live their life. And, you know, am I, am I asking for too much? I'm here to tell you, you are not asking too much from the person that asked that same from you. For instance, I may not have the same treasures that you have. My talents may not be the same, but I still offer no. something to a relationship, which is support, loyalty, <laughs> trust, commitment. I, I'm a great friend. I'm an excellent partner. I'm a wonderful mother. I know who I am. But She's Macy. Well, no, you when you when you try to convince me that my talents and my presence are less than yours because my legs don't walk, you, you have serious issues, not me. You have serious issues. My insecurities come from the fact that I am only comparing myself to myself. Sarah will tell you, all of the pictures on my home screen are always of me. Yep. They're not, a, no, it's not because I don't love my family. It, they are always of me. It is a constant reminder that I'm at war with me. I am not at war with the world. I'm not at war with my children, my ex-husband, my current partner. I'm not at war with anyone. I am at war with me. So when I post a picture of me, that is to remind me that that is who I am and I accept nothing less than her. So for those of you who have more to offer to the world and the, in the realm of physicality, I suggest you get off your ass. There's no excuse for poor form, laziness, and blaming others whenever you are completely capable of handling your life and your person so how to today is yeah it's how to travel but it's how to also you know go through levels of life by respecting yourself respecting others recognizing when you're not respected and learning to walk away from things that no longer serve you and just so we're abundantly clear 
that process has not stopped nor will it stop until I get to my final destination. So if you're in my war path, that's on you. But I have not stopped cutting people out of my life, nor will I. Because if you stand in my way, then, then we're done. We're done. You're either helping or you're hindering. That's your two prospects in my life. And if you're not Sarah Fonkaberta, I don't blame you. But nobody's Sarah. And I'm not even sure anyone could come close. Pretty sure you put that on the sweet. Can't wait to tell you guys about this sweet next time. Hold what up. Can I week? make an announcement about the birthday thing? What happened this week? Our progress. Oh, yeah. We're going to save it for later. Okay. Tripping out too. Okay. Fiona, is there anything substantive you really need to say? Yes. Shout out to my peeps. Yes. All right, shout it out. Except I would never say that. <laughs> okay, so I know it may sound like a jerk for not wanting to share the birthday with Cullen, but the reason is, reason one, he's older than me. Mama! Reason two, I don't want to share a dude, share a birthday with a dude who smashed my face against the bus window when I was in kindergarten. Thank you. Oh, Kindergarten was five years ago, ladies and gentlemen. Also, I had to ask my OBGYN to move my due date so that Fiona wouldn't pout. Then when I gave birth, she says, man, I really wish you would have been born on my birthday. Macy and I were beyond puzzled, honestly. Honestly. Yeah, go ahead and write your brother out. We routed you out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. On that note. All right, so we're signing so out. Okay. We are signing out. Okay, bye. I want Pizza Hut. This is Macy Lauren. Sarah Fonkyberta. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.